Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of the Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. Uh, This actually is a question from one of our listeners. She feels like she connects really well on dates. You know, the guys Mm -hmm. always think that they have a really great connection with her, but she's kind of like, eh, about the connection and doesn't really want to go on another date, but feels like she can't say no. Mm -hmm. How do you approach this? Again, I feel like I can relate a bit to this of, especially the therapist and me, really great, like, caring conversations, asking about them and having a good time. It's probably same for you you could probably have fun with anyone right and people like think they're our friends but we're like you're our clients yeah yeah exactly so for one if you feel like this is you that the other person always seems to be way interested and think there's a great connection and you're not into it I would venture to say that you're not really being vulnerable being present being you inviting yourself into the date you're just more making it an experience for them and then another thing I say is never ask for a second date on the first date especially for women who date men this can be like a safety concern so on a first date they don't know you that well maybe it's dark maybe you're at your car and if you ask for a second date they may not feel safe enough to be able to say no not that you're scary intimidating or a bad person but just you know society so I always say wait for that night or the next day before you ask for a second date so that they will have a little more space and safety in saying whether or not they want to and then also, if this happens and you don't feel comfortable saying no, you can just be like, yeah, let me think about that. So it's not an automatic no, and you can text them no later. Or I'm really busy this week, but let's touch base. You know, just kind of give it a, a distancing answer. So they'd be like, yeah, of course. Which I know is a lot of the like people-pleasing instinct to do. I always had a hard time with that dating. Oh yeah. my God. Hello, friends. This is a... Uh good old solo episode with yours truly. So if you hate listening to me the whole time, this is not the episode for you, but um, felt like I just wanted to talk a little bit about a study that just recently came out, and it talks a lot about dating, about people's perceptions around dating, about what single people's preferences are right now, and to be honest, I was a bit surprised by a lot of the numbers, so Obviously, just want to preface this with any study. We have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt because it's only looking at a certain amount of people. This is not everybody. This doesn't represent everyone's outlooks, every background of person, every type of person. But still interesting for us to talk about. And I would love, you know, if you disagree with any of these findings, write in and let me know what you think, too. So this study is called Singles in America. It's just done by Match. They uh, just kind of name it something else so that it doesn't seem like they're doing it. But the study was done this year, and they asked 5,000 singles in the U.S. between the ages of 18 and 98 a whole bunch of questions. And they say that this study is the most comprehensive annual scientific survey of single Americans. So we will uh we'll go with that for now, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the most scientific. And I was actually surprised by a lot of the things. They asked, you know, what is the main thing that you are looking for in a partner? And back in 2020, 
the number one thing was physical attractiveness. But actually this year, the number one thing is emotional maturity. So in the study, it says that 83% of singles want emotional maturity in a partner over physical attractiveness, which honestly, I am, I'm not entirely surprised by this one, but physical attractiveness is obviously very important too. And, you know, sometimes more for men than women, sometimes more than women for men. But I think this says a lot about maybe the state of our world right now um, and kind of what has changed with the pandemic too, that people have been maybe working on themselves a little bit, reading some self-help books, maybe uh, going to a therapist, dating coach, any number of things. And people have realized, wow, I actually want to connect with someone on an emotional level and not just a physical level. So I was pretty surprised by that one, Um, and that might kind of go along with these other statistics that they found, that um, 72% of people said that they got better at prioritizing important things in their lives in 2021, and 66% of the 5,000 people said they got better at caring for their mental health. So it could be that these things are going hand in hand with then, you know, taking care of yourself and then also wanting to have emotional maturity with your partner. Some of the other findings that were interesting in here of what singles really want, 84% of people want someone they can trust and confide in. They want someone they can communicate their wants and needs to. They want someone open-minded and accepting of differences. And they want someone that can make them laugh. And then, of course, emotional maturity and comfortable with their sexuality were some big ones. Um, Other top things that came up on there um, were wanting someone who has a life of their own, and wanting someone confident and self-assured. So uh, this this study has kind of given me a little faith in, in our world that people are prioritizing these really important things that can make a relationship so strong. Uh, so yay match. Usually I'm not a huge fan. Um, but I love that this study and I love where people's heads are at. Um, and it gives me hope because I think when we think of the people who the single population, we tend to generalize that, you know, people are just looking for a hookup, they're looking for something casual, they're not serious, they don't know what they want. Um, But when we look at all of these numbers that people want someone they can trust and confide in, a communicator, open-minded, accepting, um, you know, make them laugh, of course, you know, that not everything has to be serious, but people are really thinking about these important values and qualities. So yay, Go single people. I'm proud of these 5,000 single people. And it sounds like, you know, this is also pretty representative of the people that I work with. Of course, I get to filter out all the people who aren't serious, who, you know, don't know what they want, who aren't sure what their values are. But I think in this past year, people have really taken more time to think about, okay, What is actually important? Because, you know, when we are alone and we can't just go out and hook up with whoever we want, then that gives people more time to think about what really is important and what they want to prioritize. I wanted to go back to the physical attractiveness thing too. So in 2020, 90% of people said 
They want someone physically attractive. And in 2021, 78% of people said they want someone physically attractive. So I'm not sure if this means that we're prioritizing other things like we talked about or people just don't care about attractiveness as much anymore. Um, I kind of love that we're not being very superficial, um, but it's also kind of funny that the study comes from Match, which obviously, as we have talked about on this podcast before, dating apps are, uh, you know, kind of inherently superficial. So that is okay, but maybe people are being a little more flexible on what they find physically attractive. Um, let's see. They did a whole bit on Gen Z and millennials. They always love to call us out, but also just kind of reflects what we've been talking about, about people reprioritizing their life. Of A lot of people took strides in their career, got better at managing their time and their finances, and people took up new hobbies. So 50% of young singles now are open to having a long distance relationship which is interesting, and that's a little more than people who are older. So it seems like, you know, younger people are open to a wider range of possibilities, um, maybe because, you know, hey, you're like, we don't have as many responsibilities, uh, pets, kids, family, and can uh, go where they want. So I think a really great thing that I have noticed come out of the pandemic is, like we've been talking about, people are prioritizing emotional maturity, and people, I think, are also prioritizing actually finding a genuine connection rather than just hooking up. And this study definitely backs that up, too, that only 11% of singles want to date casually, which this number actually feels very low and blows my mind. But for those of you listening who are looking for something serious, this should definitely give you hope. I know there's a lot of talk about, oh, everyone I meet on the apps is just Peter Pan syndrome, men or women, and doesn't want to grow up. They don't want to commit. But 62% of people in the study say they are more interested in finding a meaningful, committed relationship. So that should give us some hope that, uh, almost two-thirds of people. So there's, you know, 50 million single people in the U.S. And if we apply this, which was a small portion to that, I mean, two-thirds of those want a committed relationship, odds are good. So one of the negative things that didn't surprise me from this study was that one in four singles said the pandemic. (laughs) So this is actually a good one, that people still dated through the pandemic, which I saw through matchmaking. And for those of you who don't believe me that you should do a call or a video chat before you meet up with someone from a dating app, half, so 50% of young singles had a video date before meeting in person this year. And one in four singles overall had one. That may be that older people may not be as video savvy But if you feel weird asking for a video chat before going out with someone, you don't have to feel that weird because you know that 50% of people are, are doing that too. And it's also a good way to filter people out that if they don't want to do a call or video chat, maybe they could be not who they say they are. Maybe they don't want to put the effort in. So it is a good way to, to weed people out too. And 71% of singles say that video chatting helped them determine if they wanted to meet up in person. And half people think it helps avoid a bad date. I totally agree. Of course, unless you have a matchmaker searching for you and finding you great people, then 
of course, you don't have to do that extra step. So, you know, rethink. I know a lot of people um, are against the video chatting idea, but maybe think about that one and see if you might want to throw that into your dating repertoire. So what I also found really interesting here, and I know I'm just throwing a ton of numbers at you, we can link to the study in the notes, so that way you guys can look through too, because there's a lot of interesting stuff. But another thing that was interesting was that 78% of singles felt romantic chemistry during a video date. So this is also my non-believers of the video dates who say, oh, you can never know, you can't tell. 78% is like a pretty big number. So... You know, you can still feel those butterflies, even though I'm kind of against the whole chemistry concept. You can feel that connection and you can still do a video date and see if there is something there. So, of course, you know, one of the biggest deal breakers I see in dating is politics, then maybe uh, different substances, and then vaccinations. So I have started asking people, you know, if they are vaccinated and comfortable sharing. And of course, if they would date someone who is vaccinated, who is half vaccinated, who's not, who's against it. And obviously this has become a big topic of debate and can be a deal breaker for a lot of people. And if you do feel like this is a deal breaker item, you are definitely not alone in this study. 65% of singles would like their dating partners to be vaccinated. And then people who are vaccinated, 80% of them also want their partners to be vaccinated too. So I'm glad that the dating apps have started to have a little section where you can put a badge saying you're vaccinated. And then of course, if you don't care, then the world is your oyster, but at least it will tell you right off the bat if maybe that person isn't a good fit. For all my ladies who are saying there are no men who want to commit, this was interesting too, that men are actually more ready to find a long-term relationship than women. So for men, it was 42%, and women, it was 29%. So there are single men who are out there and ready. And then in terms of what happens when you meet up, do you have sex on a first date? Do you kiss on a first date? Do you give a hug on a first date? Two in three singles want to wait until after the third date to have sex. Interesting. That doesn't totally surprise me, but it's also a sign that maybe that hookup culture is not as prominent and this one was just kind of a funny one too, 34% of singles sent less nudes this year than before the pandemic. So I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing for you, but tell me what you think. Have you been getting uh, less dick pics in your your inbox? (laughs) Sorry, you don't have to respond to that one. This was also super interesting about hugging or physical touch on the first date. You know, it's always hard to know, do I give someone a handshake when I meet them? Do we hug? Do I ask them what they feel comfortable with? In this study, one in five singles say they have less desire to be touched. 40% of women do not want to be greeted with a hug or handshake on a date. So I would say it's always good to ask. I know it feels a little weird, but just in our current world that we are in, better to uh, just kind of ask on that one and feel out the situation. This one, I love that people disagreed with this across the board, needing three dates with someone to know if you're compatible. This frustrates me 
so much sometimes, that after a first date, people think, okay, I know this person isn't for me. Of course, if something went terribly wrong, yes, you don't need to go on three dates in total. But if you come out of the date and you say, hmm, I'm not really sure, I'm interested, but I don't really know, that's okay. I get this a lot. You can go on to a second date and a third date. It's hard to really know someone just after one date and everyone is nervous. So give them a shot. You know, I like that. And for those of you who have gone on dates through me, maybe you've been on a walking date that have become all the more popular, 39% of singles prefer a walk. So those walks are definitely going to stick around in terms of safe dating options. So I know I threw a ton of numbers at you guys. I uh, actually didn't even give you everything that was part of that study because there was a ton. I tried to pick out some of my favorite numbers. So we will link the full thing if you want to read about it in the po- in the notes for this episode. And I'd be curious what you guys think. Do you think these numbers are totally off base? You can DM me at Modern Yenta. Let me know what you think, and we can have a discussion about it. As you have a discussion about it, as yeah, I think overall, I think this should give you some hope, hopefully some positivity to start your week, knowing that there's a lot less hookup culture. People are more open to things. They're learning new hobbies. They're prioritizing the things that matter. And emotional intelligence is now the most sought after quality in a partner. So that is definitely a bit surprising, but it makes me, my matchmaker heart happy. So let me know what you think of these things. And I hope you all have an amazing week and that I didn't bore you too much with all these numbers. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.